Thank you for joining Bevel Talk, Season 5, Episode 2. Today we're talking about the pressures for adopting different processes and changing mindsets. We're taking a short holiday break from posting our weekly Bevel Talk. Thanks for listening, and we wish you a blessed and safe holiday season. You'll hear new episodes in January 2020. Welcome to Bevel Talk. Today we're joined again by Jim Byrne with Miller Electric. Jim, thanks for joining us again. So today, you know, we want to talk more about advanced processes, advanced welding processes, and specifically around how we get them adapted into the field and into shops. Um, you know, traditionally welding has been, we've always done it this way. It works. There's no failures. We're happy. Don't change anything. So how do we help or how does industry adopt and adapt new technology? I think there's a lot of companies out there uh, under a lot of pressure to improve their productivity and lower their costs. Um, This is a good solution to do that. So we have a lot of companies reaching out to us actually uh, looking for a new, better way uh, to improve their productivity and I think a lot of these companies realize that technology is advancing and they're looking for um, a a way to use that technology to help them in their day-to-day business. As a result, uh, we can come out. We have uh, several individuals very capable of demonstrating that equipment to their welders and actually training their welders on how to use these um, applications and these new processes that we have and we also help those guys identify some of the value and benefit that they'll receive off of that. In turn, then we can also help them if they need some assistance developing new procedures to get that into their workshop uh, to allow them to work it. And again, we're working with a lot of the major accounts and some of the owners of these utilities and LNG plants trying to educate them on these new processes and what the capabilities are and how it can help them get product that they need delivered on time from these contractors by helping speeding up the contractor's ability to deliver. Right. Everybody's always looking for better, safer, and faster, right? Well, they are. Um, I would say a great amount of these companies are. Uh, I think once you get a few of them converted and they see what the capabilities are, and these contractors talk a lot with each other, um, they help each other as well. I think in some cases when they find something new that's very favorable, and a lot of the welders are contracted and they move from job to job. So you get a lot of referrals from these welders that see what the capabilities are. Right. So right now – Advanced waveforms are not a pre-qualified process according to the AWS code, correct? Yeah, that's correct. It's it's qualified under short circuit transfer. I think there's some efforts to identify it more clearly like waveform controlled short arc, but it's typically considered a short circuit transfer. Okay. And so the only way to get it approved on a job site is to do an actual weld procedure and a weld qualification for your application. You would need to have a qualified weld procedure if you're doing cold quality welds, correct? Okay. So can you tell us about any examples of productivity gains or gains that some of these companies you work with are experiencing by switching? We've had feedback from a lot of these companies and their expectations and how they've exceeded their expectations on the improvements in not only 
the productivity that they're getting, but the quality improvements. Because a lot of times these welders that are coming into these jobs, um, you know, they don't have the experience they did in the past. Uh, You don't have 100 guys sitting on the bench with 25 years of experience that you're pulling into these jobs. These guys are coming from everywhere outside the industry, and they have to basically train these guys. There's not a lot of schools out there training MIG welding. Um, They train typically stick and TIG. And if you talk to the guys on the job sites, they're finding very few people even capable of running the stick and TIG like they used to get. So by making these processes a little easier to run, it certainly helps these novice welders achieve a better weld. And from that, the quality improves and the reject rates go down and everything seems to get better. So what about it makes it easier to weld? I think the stability of the arc and the transfer and just running the MIG process itself is something that really helps these welders uh, for their hand-eye coordination. They seem to pick it up quicker. Um, It's not a process that, you know, just anybody can run, obviously. You have to know something about welding. But if you've had some stick and TIG training, picking up this MIG is is really not that difficult for these guys. It does require some training and it does require some practice like anything. But they do seem to pick it up a lot quicker. And I do believe it's because the puddle is so much easier for them to read. Right. There's so much less turbulence in the puddle, right, that it's it's consistent. What you're seeing, what you're getting allows you to be consistent because the puddle stays consistent and you can see it, you can feel it, you can hear it. Yeah, and the arc does a lot of the work for you. When you're running stick, you're keyholing it, and you're constantly working that material to get your reinforcement on the inside of the pipe. With the force that you have behind the arc on the RMD process, that does all the work for you. All you have to do is point and shoot, pull the trigger. It's, it's you know, a lot of guys call them squirt guns. That's a common term that you hear out there when you're MIG welding, but... It's, it can be almost as easy as that. Is your pipe welding equipment costing you time and money? It's time to reinvent your workday. Make the move to Arc Reach technology from Miller. And don't walk, weld. Get more information at millerwelds.com slash arcreach. Now, are advanced processes only for stainless steel? No, they can be used for your carbons. And they can be used for the chrome mollies, and even then the chrome mollies, even P91, you can run that without having to back purge that material, which is pretty phenomenal. And a lot of the utility companies are starting to use these processes because of that. Right. Well, and you're seeing uh, companies and utilities switching to these higher-strength steels, higher-strength stainless steels, and the non-traditional, right? They're actually going to these more complex alloys for higher strength or lightweighting. Well, as the material requirements get higher, which everybody wants more power, while you drive these power plants harder, you need higher pressures, you need things like that on the boiler. So as a result, the materials have to be stronger, and they don't want to have to do as much maintenance on them. So with these strong materials, there's less maintenance required. The life of the the material is longer, as a result of that, 
the techniques used to weld this and the technology that's available, people have to start taking a look at that to make better welds on this type of material. You mentioned a few minutes ago that most uh, schools aren't teaching MIG processes. They're teaching stick and TIG. Um, is that going to be a problem in the future? I mean, how do we how do we connect education training to the needs of these guys welding in the field? Well, I think you're always going to have that because they're trying to get more welders out there faster. Well, stick and TIG are traditional processes, and they're going to be around forever. And there's a lot of places where you can use MIG, and it works very effectively. But there are places where you can't, and you still have to have stick and TIG. And that's always going to be your base fundamental. It's almost like mathematics. you got to do your timetables before you can get into your calculus. But... I think uh, a good mix of MIG welding at the end of the stick and TIG, I, I'm seeing a little more of that because I think they are identifying the fact that they do run a lot of MIG now. It's it's becoming more prevalent, and it's almost like a chicken and the egg. you got to have the contractor requesting it before the school's going to supply it. Right, exactly. No, the industry is changing for the better, Um Technology is increasing. Education is trying to keep up. Industry is trying to keep up. But overall, I think that we're doing a good job of adapting to technology and making changes. It's just slow in our industry. It always has been slow. But again, you know, these are critical welds that these guys are doing. And when you're looking at power plants and you're looking at gas lines and, and LNG plants and things like that, um, we have to be safe and we have to be careful when we make changes and we have to do our due diligence. But you've got ASME out there setting these standards and AWS watching these standards as well and setting their own or complementing ASME. And as long as you're doing this stuff to the code, um, it, it's compliant and we're, we're all doing what we should be doing basically. So, you know, kudos to them that they're slow and methodical in making these changes but it is coming, and they are changing. So I think the industry is identifying the need to do things better, and they're responding to it. Yeah, not not to make light of it, but I used to do a lot of, of welding on gas lines, steam lines, and ammonia systems with my father. And before we ever got onto a job site, our, the last thing we would always say as we got there is, you know, we don't screw up or people die. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, they're – I think they're they're and sometimes they can be almost too cautious. Um, but again, I don't know that you can ever be too cautious. But uh, I I've seen some people push that. So <laughs> yeah, uh, do it right, and we'll all be happy. Exactly. I know we talked about advanced processes, but specifically, let's talk about what's required to do a good RMD regulated metal deposition root pass. Well, I think the first thing you got to look at is uh, your material, your welding, and make sure that the material will allow you to weld that without a backing gas. Um, uh, an awful lot of materials out there do require, still require to be back purged. But even then, I think the advantage and benefits that you get from the RMD and the speed of MIG are going to help you tremendously. But those that are capable of being back purged, like your 304L material, you select a high silicon filler metal, either a 308 or a 316, depending on your applications and, again, on your base material because there are 316L materials out there that are not 316L but 316 materials 
that you can use a 316 LSI wire. So you want to make sure you have a high silicon wire. Secondly, you want to make sure that you've got a good mixed gas to run with that. Uh, 9802 argon CO2 blend seems to give us some of the best corrosion resistance, especially if you're not going to be back purging. And again, your fit up, you want to have at least an eighth inch gap or better on your fit up. And then again, you either use bridge tax or you can use tax that you can consume. And that just is really the preference of the welder, I think, in most cases. So once you get your pipe fit up, you get your uh, machine set up, and our machine sets up quite easily. You select your material, you select the process you want to run, select the, the uh, size of the filler metal wire that you're running, and your gas selection. And once you make those selections, it gives you default settings. All you have to do is just pull the trigger and start welding. So stainless steel is a very difficult and finicky material to weld. I know lots of guys struggle whether it be with stick or TIG or even MIG, um, I can still remember the first time that I've actually, I ran a stick bead with stainless steel. I ran it just like I always did with a 6010, a 7018, popped my hood up, ready to go. And the, the older welder that I was with slapped my hood back down. And I remember thinking, what in the world's going on here? You know, why do you, why do you smack me? And I, I heard the ping of the slag right off of the, off of the weld joint, you know, as it cooled down off of my hood. And then he said, all right, now it's time to lift your hood up, right? And I said, okay, explain that to me. He said, well, stainless steel generally throws slag off as it cools, and it comes right at the welder. Keep your hood down. But there's so many welders retiring and so much knowledge being lost in industry. Um, it just blows my mind that how are we going to retain it? How are we going to get it back? And I don't know that we ever will, to be honest. And um think with some of these advanced MIG processes, it may not require that that much expertise and knowledge. And I think the expertise and the knowledge will come in different ways in the future. When you take a look at the technology available in this welding equipment, it does remove some of the need for that knowledge in the industry. It, it compensates for it. And I think you'll find that just about in anything we do you don't see people carrying a computer or an iPhone that's six, seven years old. They're replacing these things every two and three years. And why? Because the technology has improved a great deal, and it gives them more advantage. It makes you smarter. My computer makes me a smarter person. And I think you can do the same thing with welding equipment or any other type of equipment as if you're looking at that technology and staying current with it. So do you have any advice for our listeners who are either new to welding or trying to become more proficient in stainless steel welding specifically on how to achieve proficiency or better skill? Well, practice is everything. Um, find someone in the industry or seek someone out that can weld and has some knowledge. Spend some time with them. Practice what they're showing you. Um, Stainless is going to be a very sluggish material to weld, and um, a lot of people can struggle with that, stick welding and TIG welding with stainless materials just because it is sluggish. Uh, when we're using the RMD MIG, we really advocate the use of a high silicon wire. That really helps that material flow better, and it's easier for them to transfer that material and, and to control it in the, in the weld 
So again, there's some little tricks that are out there that are available, um, and some of these seasoned welders know what these guys are. So that's the best thing you can do. Is it's it's like playing golf. You want to play golf with somebody that plays better than you because you can always learn something from them. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Jim. We appreciate it. You're welcome.